feel better. So let's, you want, do you want to read it together? Okay, what does that say? Nothing but W's. Nothing but W's. Talk a little bit louder, put it right here. Okay, say it. Jesus has been so good. Jesus has been so good. You're thankful for your family. Thankful for sports. Mm-hmm. Thankful for sun. Thankful for water. Thankful for house. Food. Brothers. Ice cream. Flower shorts. For the church. And who else? And crew kids. Crew kids. And then what's the last one? Ellen. Oh, you don't want to do that one? Okay. Woo! Great job, Gavin. And the next we have Brother Charles. Oh, Brother Charles, take it away, Brother. I thank the pastor of this church for the opportunity to stand before you all in the name of Jesus. Please sit if you aren't already. <laughs> My brief topic for tonight is centered on not so difficult God. We make life in our relationship with God difficult by our actions and inactions, whereas God has made it easy for us to have a great relationship with him. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. If we, do it, if we think of doing things to glorify God, we will easily build a good relationship with God. Don't pick and choose what you like or think will glorify God. The Bible teaches us to do all to the glory of God. Let's learn to put God first in our thoughts and plans because from the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 12, verse 34 to 40 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his house brings forth good things. And the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God loves us, so he expects us to show his love to one another. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 2 says, I may be able to speak the languages of human beings and even of angels, but if I have no love, my 
My speech is no more than a noisy gong or a clinging bell. means that we should love um, our brothers and sisters, our parents, and all of our friends. Not faking it. As kids, I know we sometimes want something so badly from our parents and we act so nice to get it, lol. <laughs> Chapter 8 to 13 says, Then Cain said to his brother, Abel, let's go out into the fields. When they were out in the fields, Cain turned on his brother and killed him. The Lord asked, Cain, where is your brother Abel? He answered, I don't know. Am I supposed to take care of my brother? Then the Lord said, why have you done this terrible thing? Your brother's blood is crying out to me like the ground, like a voice calling for revenge. You are placed under a curse and can no longer farm the soil. It has soaked up your brother's blood as if it had opened its mouth to receive it when you killed him. If you try to grow crops, the soil will not produce anything. You will be a homeless wanderer on earth. This means God sees through every man's heart, so you can't play him. It's simple and not so difficult. The power of God moves when we exercise our faith in Jesus without fear. Proverbs 6, chap Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 to 19 says, There are six things the Lord hates. Seven, they are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, that is someone that is full of pride. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a fault witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the, conflict in the community. What does the Bible say about people who lack wisdom? Let's read Hosea 4. Verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Matthew 7, verse 7 to 8 says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who acts, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. James chapter 1, verse 5 to 6 says, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. The Bible, which is our guide, with the help of the Holy Spirit, will assist us to have a great relationship with Jesus. So from today, let's put off faith to kick off the attacks of the devil, how do we do so? We do this by praying, by meditating, 
that is spending quiet time with God and reading the Bible, by fellowshipping with one another like we're doing right now. By praising God, Bible and Zampo was with Paul and Silas. They prayed and they sang and the Holy Ghost came down. If you do all these things, you will notice that God is not a difficult God. God bless all of you for listening. Praise God. Is that some good word or what? Thank you, boys, for sharing what was on your heart. <clears throat> Amen. You brought the word tonight for sure. You may be seated. All right, if I can just have people maybe raise their hand. How many of you have ever taught Sunday school in the past? Keep your hands up. If you've ever taught crew in the past, keep your hands up. All right, how many of you have children or grandchildren that are currently involved in crew kids? That's a lot of hands, right? Awesome, thank you. Um, that's great because this shows that the majority of you have some connection or some investment into the next generation, and that's awesome. Um, can I have all of our crew uh, staff and assistants please stand? Any teachers that are currently teaching and helping in crew? Can we give them a hand clap? You may be seated. Um, many of these teachers and assistants um, take time to prepare lesson plans and crafts and even decorations that go into it, even tonight's service. And um, we just want to thank you for your investment into the kingdom. Um, it does not go unnoticed. And um, thank you. Um, quick note here. We do. Okay. So um, how many of you are enjoying crew week? Yeah. Going good so far? Um, I just want to make an announcement that every Saturday before the first Sunday of the month, we have crew outreach. And that also will help invest into not only the children that we have here at the church, but also children in our community that need to hear the, the word of God and the love of God. So if, if you have an opportunity, um, this, the first Saturday of, no, the first Sunday of the month, we have crew extravaganza. So it's every Saturday before that. Um, we usually meet at 10. If not, I'll announce it or Sister Suhei will announce it. Um, and then we also have crew extra extravaganza um, service. It's the first Sunday of every month. And this is a service that's basically designed to emulate the same atmosphere that we have here in the church, in this big sanctuary. And it's tailored to our children. And I'm thankful I get to work with my mom and my daughter who are part of my team when we teach. And it's just a blessing to be invested in the next generation. And that's what really matters. Like I said, in Proverbs, we want to train up our kids in the way they should go. We want them to be saved. That's the ultimate goal. Um, so during crew extravaganza, we get the opportunity to pray with them. We have altar calls that are amazing. Um, little, little ones are speaking in tongues and just being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's an amazing experience. Um, yes, thank you, Jesus. So one of those kiddos is um, Sister Kimberly. Can you make your way up?
bring us the word. First, I want to thank Pastor Johnson for this opportunity and Sister Suhei and my family. My name is Kimberly Solis and I'm nine years old. Today, I will be talking about prayer. And if you have your Bibles, I will be reading Philipp Philippines 4.6. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Prayer is important. You can't just be like, oh God, I want this, I want that, and if you make this happen, I will love you for a month. <laughs> you can't do that. You, you have to pray and worship God, and it don't matter if you're a kid or adult, God can still hear you. Who cares if the devil gets mad? Pray, be on fire for God. And whenever you feel like you need to pray, just go somewhere peaceful and play some Jesus music and start praying. God hears us. God is for us. Who can stand against us? No one. Seeing my sister Eva and parents pray and everyone in crew has helped me and taught me how to get a hold of God in prayer. Like I remember I used to get scared to lose my family and I would always run to my big brother Nacho to hide or protect me. But one day I prayed and asked God to please let me stay with my family and make the courts and people that hurt me and walked away when I was a baby disappear. After that, all those things went away, and that was my biggest blessing. Because now I know God is real. I know God hears because he gave me my family. My, my mom, Melda, my dad, Eddie, my brothers, Nacho and Eddie, my sisters, Palia, and Eva, there's more, but they're just not here. But they will be soon. You just gotta help me pray. And I'm no longer scared to be taken away from my mom that always fights for me, my dad that protects me, my sister that prays for me, or my brothers that love me and make me laugh. So no matter what, pray, 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 and pray some more, because God can help us and bless us, no matter if you're big or little, a adult or a kid like me.
Happy Shamden. Thank you, Sister Kimberly, for sharing your heart. You got some word tonight, right? We're going to pray, pray, pray. At this time, we would like Sister Suhei to come and speak from her heart. I believe she's taken time to prepare this message and will <clears throat> deliver what God has given her. Wow. How many of you guys are blessed so far? I don't know about you, but we can go home now. I mean, come on, nothing but W's. And you heard Charles, so much word of God in there, right? That was a Bible study. That was not for babies. My purpose today and my prayer today, as I was praying here today, this, this morning, this afternoon, I should say, I said, God, let the church truly see the children for what they are, who you see them. You don't see them as little church. When we are having church and crew, and you guys are all here praising, and some of you guys would rather be in here and get blessed, but let me tell you, you're missing out when we're in there, and those children are having church. They're not having little church. They're not having little Holy Ghost. Because they don't know about you, but there is no such thing as little Holy Ghost or little God. We serve a mighty God, and it doesn't matter if you're five years old or 500 years old. God will bless you and fill you with the same Holy Ghost that Kim, Kimberly is talking about. That same prayer that a little girl can pray and say, God, protect me. That same prayer, God heard it and God delivered. It's that same prayer that a... I don't know how old he is now, but a gentleman came and spoke to the kids. His name is Dana. He said, kids, when I was nine years old, God heard my prayers and he spoke to me. And some of the children said, I'm nine years old. God can hear me. God can speak to me. And they believed it. And that's why you see them here today. What you saw today is just a, a little reflection, guys, a little glimpse of what's going on in crew. You guys thought that you just drop off your children and they're coloring and playing games. No, they're not. Yes, we do all that. But guys, we are creating the next generation. We are creating the next generation of young men and young women of God who are going to be filled with, who are filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And they're going to carry this faith forward. I do have some scriptures, I promise. But... They already said so much. I'm like, what do I say now? Lord, have mercy. They spoke so good. But one of the things that I wanted to just come up here real quick and just, I know most of the adults, you all know this, but just a warning, like what's going on outside right now? It's so nauseating. As adults, we look at the news and everything that's going on out there. If you read anything, and if, if, if your head is not in a cave, you know what's going on out there. You know that they are creating laws to steal your children. If you have five-year-olds, whether they're your children or grandchildren, nieces and nephews, you need to be on your knees. Literally right now, in the 
Library of Salida, they are teaching kindergartens. I can't even tell you what they're teaching because there's some in here. But go read it. It's in the Modesto B. Okay? This is not some faraway city. This is right here. About six miles from here. Take your children and see what they're teaching them. Right? It is not time. Church, I wanted to talk to the church because as a church, we have a responsibility for our children. You might say, well, I'm a single. Um, I'm 30 years old. I'm single. I have no kids. I have no responsibility. None of these kids are mine. I'm not related to any of them. But let me tell you what God is telling you today. As a church, as a church, we have a responsibility and a burden from God to come to grab some of these children and teach them and pour into them. The devil is trying to steal this generation because the Bible says, I'm getting ahead of myself real quick. But, guys, if we don't pray for them in, um, oh my goodness. Let me just read this to you. How was we worried him, you asked, by saying, all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord and he is pleased with them. Where is the God of justice? That's what the world is saying to us right now. All who do evil are good. They're turning everything around, guys. The school system, the world system, the social system, they're teaching your kids not to listen to you. They just made a law. Go look it up. That if you don't affirm your child's identity, they will take your child away from you and call you a bad parent. Literally take your child away from you. But we sit in the sides and we're like, it's okay, nothing's going on. We don't need to pray. We don't need to fight for our children. They're not mine anyways. We, the church, we want to be politically correct. In Malachi 2.17 says, you have wearied the Lord with your words. Jeremiah 19.5 says, they have built the high places of Baal to burn their children in the fire as an offering to Baal. Something I did not command or mention, nor did enter my mind. It never entered the mind of God to sacrifice children, yet the world wants you to sacrifice your children to this world. And to the pleasures of this world, we need to wake up. We must rise up our children in the church, not just the parents' job, but every one of us. For the, world, the word says in Luke 18, 8, I tell you, he... Excuse me. He will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on this earth? Now, if our generation goes, or everybody that's older than me, goes, this generation rises up and God comes, will they have faith? Will God find faith in them? How can if no one stands up to teach? How can if no one goes to crew and pray for them? I'm going to tell you guys, I didn't come up here to, to ask you to join crew or anything. But hey, if God talks to you, that's on him. But during extravaganza, Sister Alyssa was mentioning, we, we are out there praying for our kids. They're getting the Holy Ghost. You know what's missing? The only thing that's missing? Everything's there. The anointing, the power, the one and only thing is missing. It's people to help me pray for them. There's like two or three of us praying for them, four of us, and most of us are ladies. Um, I'll just drop that one there. 
just going to say that. Okay. But we need prayer warriors. We need men to stand up and say, I will stand on the gap. Pastor spoke Sunday. Not many fathers. And I stand here and say, not many men that will come and pray for our children and teach them. Teach them how to pray. Teach them that it's okay to raise their hands and cry unto the living God. It's not unmanly. It's, it's a godly thing. And every month the children learn, like Brother Evans showed up and he taught us that we are the light. Alyssa comes and she taught us that we were planted on good soil. Brother Aguilera came the other day and he taught the children that the enemy is a lying dragon and he's seeking to destroy them. And that's what I'm teaching you today. Noah came and he, and he said, don't be afraid. The Lord hears you. And I love that because the children are learning at a young age that it's okay. That God loves you. Josh Aguilera came and he taught us the different kinds of love and the agape love of God. We learned last year how to praise God. We're not just telling the kids, hey, you should do this. This is what you should do. But we're showing them by actions. So we said praise is different ways in, in Hebrew. In English, there's only one way, praise. There's, and us, we're like, okay, praise God. But what does that really mean? So we, all year long, we went through this whole process of teaching them every single service. This is how you praise God. Why do we raise our hands? Because the world's going to tell them, don't raise your hands. That's embarrassing. How many of you guys, crew kids, look at me. How many of you guys are embarrassed to raise your hands? Are you embarrassed? No? No, right? No one's embarrassed because what happens? The Bible says, if you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you, Right? So we taught them that, and we taught them so many more things like praise in, in Hebrew means halah, to make, show, boast, rave, or celebrate. Did you guys know that? Jada means to throw hands up forward while making a show, right? We taught them that uh, tada, to lift hands in thanksgiving, shabbat, to praise loudly and triumphant, samar, to worship the Lord while playing an instrument, barak, to kneel in reverence, to bless, Tahali, to sing a hymn of praise, hill to spin around under the strong emotions and influence. And you'll see some of our crew kids, by the way, we don't see that much in church anymore, but I don't know if you guys noticed, some of them were spinning earlier. But that's why, because we taught them, we teach them, we show them, right? And they're learning this. But today, I know that you guys heard the kids today, and it was so cute, right? But I hope that you guys don't take that fact that, oh, they're so cute. Yes, we know they're cute. They're our kids, right? They're cute. But what I want you to take from them is that if they can do, come up here, as nervous as they were, I, I'm super nervous, Alyssa's nervous, all of us are nervous, they got up here. So we're learning to love, grow, and serve. So my call to action to you is, what are you waiting for? Why are you sitting down? I'm sorry if I offend anybody today. I'm not a preacher, so it's okay. I'm not coming up here anymore. <laughs> so, but guys, I'm not here to offend anybody. I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Something that when I came to, the, uh, to this church, actually, and Brother Evans was the Sunday school director at that time. And I sat with him. And he, he was he's speaking to me. Why do you want to be a Sunday school teacher? This was more like 20 years ago, 20-something years ago. And he goes, do you know that serving God, if you serve the Lord every day, is like what they say, if you serve, if, 
an apple a day. What does that say, Ingo? Uh-huh. He said, if you serve the Lord every day, you keep the devil away. That always stayed with me because if you, it's like uh, Charles said, it's not difficult to live for God, but we make it difficult. Start serving God in whatever capacity that you can, whether it's a, holding the doors, whether it's, uh, it's cleaning the bathrooms. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, if you do it with passion, God will bless it. And God will begin to bless your life like you've never seen before. In every part of your life, whether it be your relationships or your business or, or your work, it doesn't matter. If you take care of God's business, God will take care of your business, right? And with that said, I'm going to see if Pastor wants to close it for us. God bless you, church. Pray for our crew kids. Pray for them. Encourage them whenever you have a chance. Let's stand. I, if I allowed my emotions to get the best of me, I would just find a place in this altar and just lay before the Lord. I'm so moved by what I've seen and heard and felt. And I, I don't know what better argument, I don't know what better persuading you would need than what you've seen and heard tonight to feel the burden of the Lord and the call to action our kids matter and it's true the world, the culture has an agenda for them but the church and the people of the church must set the God agenda for them. And I appeal to you tonight in the name of the Lord, I appeal to you with as much conviction as I have to, to, to listen, to serve, to protect, to pray, to, to fast so that we don't lose a generation in this church to the enemy. Somebody say in Jesus' name. I want all the crew kids to come and stand down here. I want them all to come and stand. All the crew kids, I want you to turn around and face everyone. I want you to line up. I want you to turn around and face them. Does this matter to you? Does that matter to you? Now the whole church is going to come down and we're just going to surround this altar. I want our students to come down too. I want our students, come on, students, come down too. Students, come down. If you're a student, college student, hyphen, I want you to come down. rest of us to come down. I, I want us to build I want us to build a wall from this corner of the church to, from that corner all the way over to this corner. I want you to build a wall. Just line up. I know we're going to be several deep but come down.
come down. I want everybody to come down. You can, you can come in a little bit closer. I'll give you just a couple of more minutes. our hands and symbolically we're going to ask the Lord to send angels around we're going to ask the Lord to protect their mind we're going to ask the Lord to, to guard them against the deception of the enemy and what's, what's on social media and the news and whatever outlets you know this month shouldn't be pride month it should be prayer month it should be prayer month it ought to be prayer month so right right now I want us all to just I want us to stretch our hands over this generation right now and I want us to pray come on I want us to pray together let's gather in I want you to come in a little bit closer we're just going to pray right now Come on, you can, lay, you can lay your hands on them. You can pray over them right now. Our students, our crew kids, I know this is crew week. But come on, I want you to pray in the name of Jesus. God, we plead the, we plead the blood. Come on, moms. Come on, dads. Come on, elders. Come on, grandparents. I want you to plead the blood over them. Let them know that the Lord is real. There is only one God. There is only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is a right way, walk in it. 